Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Welcome back to the DWI Podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am your commissioner of the United States of Dem Dare Americas, and I am damn well pleased to be back for episode 252 of this DWI Podcast. DPP is out on assignment, but it is very well just the two of us, and how sweet it is to be just the two of us. I am joined, as always by the oh-so-funky, oh-so-fresh, he's phenomenal in oh-so-many ways, it's A.J. Belaz. Phenomenal in the facts and phenomenal in your heart. Uh, that was a bad Bischoff reference, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it's good to be here today for the uh, for the weekly DWI podcast. Happy Friday, my friend. Uh, we are three days removed from this unbelievable um election that's happening in our country and are are we removed from it still then that's that's the thing right you know i mean (laughs) it's been an interesting process and i I think like to me the thing that i've taken away from it and it's funny because on pot is war we talked some we talked about politics but we did not get into like who you voted for and things of that nature but we more talked about the process right and, and things like it, 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 how it is to be a voter and, and what it is like to undertake this thing that's called an election in America. And I think a lot of people are very impatient, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with taking your time and getting things right. 
And that's something that personally I've had to learn over the years. Like I was the kid in grade school who would have a math assignment and I would blow through it as fast as I fucking could because I just wanted to get it done and I didn't know any better. And I get four or five wrong because I went too fast. I'd be done first every time. If I would have taken two minutes, two, just two minutes to go back and look through them, I would have got them all right every time and I still would have been the first one done. So I don't know. I'm all right. Let's tell everybody how old I am. My name is PC Tunney. And I'm 39 going on 40. I'm AJ Belaz, and I'm 24, going to be 25 in March. All right. So do you feel as strongly as I do, being basically 15 years younger than I am, about that America in general is a nation of people that are too impatient? Yes, without a doubt, because I was I was the exact same as you with all the math stuff. Where it would be like, all right, we have two minutes to do like this a hundred like addition problem. I'd be the first one done. I would just flip the paper and it's like I don't even care. I know, but but now it's we need to slow down. Make sure everything's correct. Make sure you know we're not royally screwing up here because you know no matter what, there's gonna be a backlash of everything that's gonna happen here. No matter who wins. It's a double-edged sword for crying out loud. It's funny because <laughs> I think you can look on Twitter and see... Was it Twitter? Oh, man. You know what? I'm not sure whether it was Twitter or not, so I'm not going to bring it up. It might have been in a text message, so I don't want to talk about um, this then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidestep. <laughs> I can't remember what medium I consume this from a friend of mine, so if it's a text message, I don't want to put it out there on the air. Uh, I apologize to the listeners. <laughs> You can hear, well, we're not going to play Blame It on the Alcohol this week. I'm going to put that up on the um, Twitter feed. I'll put it up on the DWI podcast Twitter feed, to be honest with you. You can hear some pouring there. Now, DP isn't here. He has some sound that I don't have, and I have some sound that he doesn't have. So, in, we're, we're not going to play Blame It on the Alcohol fantasy football. Like I said, it'll be up on DWI. But I'm going to use it this week for what you drink. Blame it on the loose, got you feeling loose, blame it on the throne, got you being a zone, blame it on the alcohol, blame it on the She says she usually don't. Alright, in the pre-show meeting I talked to AJ and I told him that I uh I got home. A little bit before we started, watched the episode of The Mandalorian, which was phenomenal, as in the phenomenal AJ Belaz. So, <laughs> folks, if you're looking forward and getting ready to watch Mandalorian Episode 2, Season 2, like AJ is, I'm not going to ruin anything. Um, it's really good. It's kind of a side story. Um, but it's really good. I, that, that's all I'm going to say. So I, 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 I had a couple bloodies doing that. And let me tell you. If you're a Bloody Mary fan, I would suggest pouring a little bit of beer in there. As much of you put whatever vodka, or if you're a, like a gin Bloody Mary person, put twice as much beer in there. And then put in whatever you're mixing. A lot of people at home will do a mix. Um, Mr. and Mrs. T's Spicy is phenomenal. 
But that's what I was drinking. Now I'm on the Lakefront IPA. Beautiful can. Y'all seen it before. Yep. What kind of funky fresh things are going on in New Jersey? Uh, not so much different as usual. You know, the weather's been bipolar a lot as we were talking about before one day it'll be overcast and rainy and completely windy and then something like today where it's actually like 70 and it's sunshine and you know could go out and play like football or baseball or just have a picnic or whatever or have that last barbecue if you're stubborn and you didn't put away the grill for the uh, season speaking of football do you have a thanksgiving day uh or or weekend game that you play football every year no i don't i used to with friends a lot where you know before they all moved away and whatnot there's a little park right down the street you know you would have all of us go over there play like a quick game of football or whenever it's the first snow we would definitely do it then it's like all right we don't care if adam has glasses we're playing tackle football no, you he get, can just be the quarterback. Right, you get ten to twenty guys together, and you'd have a game of football. You, you everybody would show up randomly. Like, I'm a guy who always gets there early, so like I, I knew like whenever I get there, it's probably going to be a good half hour before we even start the game because some people aren't even going to be here for another twenty minutes. But just to go back and hang out and throw the football around, run some routes and things of that nature, you know, and and it's always good to have those games with people you know so you don't have those guys out there that are just going nuts on people trying to tackle the shit out of them it's more of a it's more of a hard two-hand touch game than a tackle game right yeah like i said usually since you know the whole glasses aspect it was like all right we're not gonna blitz adam you can be that yeah i know you have glasses too tony but it was like, we're not going to blitz. Adam, you're going to be the quarterback. Just don't throw ducks. I take them off when I play basketball or football. It, I used to be that way, but then my glass, my eyesight got worse, so my glasses had to be stronger to the point where they're currently off and about to hear my gla- my hand is blurry. So you're nearsighted. Heavily. <laughs> okay, so you so you can you can read a menu. You just can't read the street sign. Correct. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not as bad as you, but at the same time, people put my glasses on and go, holy fuck, you're blind. But they put your glasses on and probably go, holy fuck, are these clear? <laughs> as as Andrew would always say whenever he puts them on, the world warps. I mean, I got a buddy who's got better than 20-20 vision. Like, he tells me every time because, like, he, every five years he goes in for whatever he goes in for, and they do an eye test, too, because of where he works. And he's like, yeah, I, I have be- I'm like an eagle. And I'm like, great. How come you can't see your golf ball? <laughs> Jesus. I'm the one looking. I know where your golf. Yeah, I'm blind, but I know where your golf ball is, and you're a fucking eagle. Give me a goddamn break. All right, AJ, what the fuck are you drinking in that beautiful glass of yours? Uh, you know, in this nice little collector's Guinness uh, glass that I have, I'm drinking the usual uh, Coke in that Jim Beam that uh, Andrew and I got a while ago, the good old giant, I think it's like one and three quarter liters of Jim Beam, something like that. Oh, there's nothing wrong with I that. Don't know. You're getting close to the oh, end. Are you going to finish that by the end of the show? <laughs> Is that for the show? He's like, ah, I got this left. It's for the show. We're good. 
All right, folks, this week, oh man, how am I going to do this? On the show, on the DWI podcast. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. That's all I got. I don't even know. You can, if you want to say she, it's a big show sheet, you can say sheet if you want to. I mean, that, that, that segue might have been, sheet. yeah, that segue might have been sheet. <laughs> oh yeah, I got him at the right time. Oh yeah, cookie, oh, let's cookie. Let's not. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see what's on that wonderful sheet of yours, old PC. We're gonna run down the full gear card for tomorrow night as we record on a Friday. Obviously, you'll be listening to this sometime Saturday. We're gonna get into some UWN. What's been going on? And Andrew, I, God damn it. I was trying to build a streak because I don't think I did it last year. AJ is going to let us know. It's you, you just you can't be mad. You can't be mad. It's you know, not like I should get it's one not of like I've ever accidentally texted your brother instead of you. True, but I like I should get one of those uh, the accident and work little. Why don't things, you wear like, a name tag? Why don't you wear a name tag? <laughs> just say hi, I'm AJ. Hi, I'm AJ. Parentheticals, Adam. I think that's the Just name to make of this sure episode. Hi, I'm AJ. <laughs> that's the name of this episode. Perfect. I love it. All right. On the big show sheet reads as such. We're going to get into AEW's full gear. We're going to run down some UWN. AJ is going to take us through that. Everybody who's ready and willing and able jump on board there's some interesting things going on there we're going to talk about that we're going to have some random wwe thoughts that may be skewed towards the undertaker a little bit and a last call we're going to duke it out and see who can be a better prognosticator do you have a bell i do but not on me sadly but uno momento por favor yeah go get it dun 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 all right so we let them know what was going on i love it so aj ring the bell thechairshot.com always use your head before we get into full gear i just want to let everybody know go ahead and head over click on your internet browser and go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot Make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing, and you can do it in a number of ways. There is a t-shirt for everybody, just like if you go to thechairshot.com, there's an article or a podcast for everyone. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Thechairshot.com, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Do it now. Use your head. Full gear, AEW, AJ, I'm I'm looking forward to this card. Like, I, the funny thing is, is it, the the further they progress in their existence, as we're just beginning year two, you know, we're at the beginning of year two for AEW. I don't know how much I'm still appreciating their show, and and that has a little bit to do with my schedule because I was appreciating their show, but I do appreciate the storyline. Like, I want to keep up with it, and I want to keep going with it because. It is the number two here in the States, right? I mean, the way the money's spent, the ability that they have to broadcast their product out to people. And the card looks good to me. I mean, what are your thoughts heading into full gear as far as the card is concerned? 
I mean, as far as the card's concerned, it it does look like a real good card. I the one thing that I'm still iffy on is the Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara match because we all know how that happened last time. So hopefully they well, a little more careful. But other than that, I I like the card. It's pretty good actually. Let's a start storylines wrapping up or. Let's start there then. What what is the elite deletion match? What the fuck does that mean? Can you can you tell me? Can you explain that to anybody? I don't know what it is in all honesty, <laughs> but I would assume that it's probably another no hold uh, no holds barred, no disqualification, possibly false count anywhere match. Except, you know, they're not going to be as crazy as they were last time. Uh I mean, again, it seems like it would be fine as long as they don't do that same table spot, or if they do do the same table spot, like Sammy's going to tease it, be a little more protective about it. Because, you know, since Sammy is going to be the heel in that, he's going to tease that. It's like, you know, I put you out last time with this. What what makes you think I'm not going to do it again? So, in all honesty, I just hope that they're a lot more careful about it. Well, I can tell you, Sammy got the chair to the face out of the crowd <laughs> this past week on Dynamite. So it should be interesting. I mean, I'm a bigger fan of Matt Hardy now than I ever was. I, I do like Sammy Guevara. I think Sammy Guevara is going to be a major player in the next five to ten years. So we'll see what happens there. Let's keep running down the card. Let's talk about what's going on in the women's division in AEW. They're going to have an NWA Women's Championship match between Serena Deeb and Allison K. What are your thoughts there? I mean, <laughs> I knew you were going to pass it off to me since I'm the NWA guy. I, you know, I mean... <laughs> uh, I'm fine with that. I mean, it's a pretty good match. I could be wrong. I don't think Allison. No, Allison K did get her rematch, but it doesn't matter due to the fact that Allison K is actually a free agent. Her uh, contract ran up, so I guess this is her last NWA appearance. I mean, it still should be a good match, regardless if she's not on the card or not not on the roster or not. But I mean, I see Serena winning this do you for see obvious any, reasons. Do you see any interference happening here? Interference? No, I think it's going to be a pretty straightforward match. It's going to be we, Serena and Allison doing stuff. You don't think we see Thunder Rosa diving back into that storyline? Or do you think they removed her from that for a little bit because she's going to be with AEW? Because, I mean, the only way she's not going to be under NWA at the same time as still working within the next year is going to be working with AEW. So you think that that's where NWA has maybe worked out a deal with AEW while, you know, her contract is still going on. I mean, otherwise, I don't know. I've read some stuff from her that it doesn't seem like she wants to go to WWE because she wants to really continue with La Mira Mira down in Texas and everything else she has going on with side projects. Yeah. But with the with the match, I don't see her interfering in any way, shape, or form. I think it's going to just be straightforward. Maybe Thunder gets another shot somewhere down the line, maybe the next pay-per-view. But she has said that she would rather not be WWE. She'd rather be on her own, do her own thing, like maybe MMA, maybe do some of the uh, the Mira Mira stuff, and I know that she has a promotion down in Texas too, so 
I could see her going to AEW just because, you know, we know that good old Jake Hager, he gets to do all of his MMA stuff. He just won in Bellator to remain undefeated. So AEW is not the worst spot for her. I'm not saying that it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be awful because they, we've said it a million times. They need some help in that women's division and who better than Thunder Rosa to help out a little bit. Well, let's talk about that actual AEW Women's World Championship. Hikaru Shida is taking on Nyla Rose again, and Nyla Rose now has Vicky Guerrero by her side. I personally think this is the perfect time to put the belt back onto Nyla Rose. Same. Because as much as I don't like that Nyla's the next competitor again for that title it does make sense now. It's like, yeah, I have a little bit of an insurance policy. So, it should be a good match. Nyla probably should win this for smart booking reasons, but who knows, because she's doing a real good job as the champion. Again, who knows? I really don't know. <laughs> Nyla being the champion makes sense, especially with the insurance policy of Vicky Guerrero and there might be interference. There might be someone distracting Hikaru or something, but I'm going to say like 80% Nyla Rose should win this. What if, I mean, I'm, I'm just like obsessed with what Thunder Rose is going to do, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> what if I she, am too. How do you think I feel? What if you think she ends up aligning with Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero? Like, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Like... It would, but have we really seen her as a heel? Like, how would she fit in that? I know AEW said there's no heel face dynamic, but remember, Thunder Rosa, well, I, I remember since it was NWA, Melina, oh, uh, Marnie Bell, I forgot her name for a second, and Thunder were trying to be a stable in. Melina tried to like push around, so did Marnie, and it's like that that that's not me. Like I'm I'm all about honor and, and actually respect and sportsmanship. So I feel like that would be the same if she were to join Nyla and Vicky, but she could be maybe knows? under the spell of Vicky Guerrero. At the same time, she is someone that's known to come out with half of her face painted as a skull, and that's easy transition into said I'm... heelship. I mean, yeah not it's not bad i'm just I'm, I'm thinking more of what nwa did that's my only issue <laughs> you're pissing on my head right now and you're telling me it's raining let's move on <laughs> damn right it is <laughs> i want to talk about Look at that non-existent sunshine <laughs> right i want to talk about a singles match that i think it's two guys that are like i, I sound like a valley gold they're like totally over right now um orange cassidy and john silver this is Dark Horse to be match of the night. I mean, if you're watching AEW, these two guys, they know how to work a match even without a crowd. Yeah. I really can't say anything. Are we really going to decide whether or not if, if what color is going to win here? Orange or silver? <laughs> That's pretty funny. In these times... You really didn't realize that until just now? In these times, it's orange versus silver. Yeah. 
god, that even applies to the fucking election. Oh my god. Actually, that is pretty fucking funny, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It's almost orange versus... <laughs> That's well done. Man, uh, we should almost end the yep. show right now. That was so fucking funny. Uh, uh, there we go. Follow us. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. At DWI Podcast. At po- no, it's not even that. It's at Podcast DWI on the Twitter. But anyway, we'll keep going. We'll keep going regardless. Uh, no, that should be match. Jericho, MJF. I don't. Let's not talk about Jericho and MJF. Let's talk about Wardlow. Because he recently came out in an interview and said he's he's really dying for like a singles run. And this guy is like impressively good uh, physically. And I feel mm-hmm. like he can work. I, I, I don't think we're really knowing his character on the microphone. But he hasn't been given that opportunity. In a land of not giants in AEW, uh, to me, Wardlow seems to be a guy that easily could get moved up to the top of the food chain while letting you see what his character is going to be while he develops. I mean, there's guys he could go over on like Hager and Brody Lee and Billy Gunn that are big and make him look like one of the biggest, baddest monsters heel or face um, in AEW. Yeah, I mean, especially with the the cute little caveat of if MJF wins, he's allowed to join the inner circle. It's MJF gets to join the inner circle, not Wardlow. Because I already have the muscle and Ring your bell. Ring your bell. Great point. Well, that's the bell now, unfortunately. I mean, nothing wrong with it. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. You know what I mean. I mean, the fact that it's actually like a a legit ring bell. Eh, it doesn't matter. I'm not not pissing on DP. I'm just saying. Take a picture of it and then uh, put it on the Twitter and and, uh, throw at podcast GWI on there and be like the new bell put it in quotation marks <laughs> the new bell uh, but uh what were we gonna alright Wardlow I-, I can see him going on this like little vendetta rampage war spree where he's like destroying Hager he's gonna destroy and like Guevara after he's done with his feud with Hardy or maybe he's not done with the feud with Hardy and then good old um Santana and Ortiz has to face Wardlow against the partner of their choosing, and it's Matt Hardy. So that could be a possibility, but I see MJF winning this, since it is, since if MJF wins, he's allowed to join the inner circle. And then it'll be, it'll be like a, 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 a list that Jericho would have about who can and cannot join the inner circle. Oh, uh, I'm not even going to search for it. <laughs> Uh, I thought that would be cute. Fine, I, whatever. I, I'm not sure. Go ahead, keep going. Maybe, maybe I can find it. <laughs> but again, that that could also be a good match. That could also be a match of the night, even. There it is. I found it. You still want it? And Jericho could have a list of people who could join the inner circle. Oh yeah, pretend you didn't hear the last 25 seconds, people. Hold yeah. one, arm drag. Hold two. Arm bar, hold three, the moss covered, three handled family gradunzel. I still got 200 more! I got 200 more holds to lift! It's like 203 holds, apparently. Not, not trying to break away from it, and I think I mentioned it on a previous DWI, but have you seen the one on ESPN where he actually had an interview and he got to finish the list of Jericho right, like, as a commercial break was about to happen? 
Well, he's been a regular guest picking NFL games for uh, the Levitard show. Yeah, I, I don't remember when this was. This was like a few years ago when he did this, but... Did you know that Randy Orton was uh, in the top five Randys on SportsCenter when the World Series ended? Because, <laughs> it, dude, so I said this on, on Wednesday on, on Pot is War. Randy Arozarena, they did a list of top five of top five Randys, right? And it was, uh-huh. it was Randy Arozarena, Randy Johnson, um, Randy Moss. Uh, there was another Randy. And then t- number five was Randy Orton. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the WWE has been getting a little more involvement with ESPN. Like, um, you know, as you said on the Dan Levitard show, Jericho's doing picks. I know he's not WWE, but you know what I mean? It's the same difference there, though. More or less. And then, as you said, Randy Orton being mentioned as a top five Randy. And then when Adam Cole was going to face Pat McAfee, you know, you had Triple H on a get up for that Thursday or whatever happened. And it was like, Becky- yeah, no, he. Becky Lynch did a This Is Sports Center commercial. Yeah. So I know that there were talks that they might have like a partnership with ESPN down the line, but I don't know how pen to paper that is. Let's get back to the card. There's a few more matches to talk about. Let's talk about Cody Rhodes. Is he losing this uh, TNT championship to Darby Allen? Is this Darby Allen's time? And Cody Rhodes can use his own name now. WWE. Yeah, he can dropped... use Rhodes. Yes, there you go. Talk about that. The, the, there's uh, there's a there's a thing that I have a problem with on that one because he said, "Oh, I'm not going to use Rhodes for for multiple reasons," and then he goes on and on and on, and it's like at the end of Dynamite, apparently he just goes, "I'm gonna I'm Cody Rhodes." Okay, fine. Do I see him? losing the title though to Darby as much as I like Darby and his crazy you know MTV jackass persona basically that he's doing now since he had that little vignette with Steve-O I could be wrong on that one I could have sworn it was Steve-O but again blame it on the alcohol and I'm not talking about football I I think Cody's still going to retain. I still think that they're going to have Cody go on to be the TNT champion. Maybe down the line we see another person step up or show up. Maybe someone maybe maybe someone who has a match later on or maybe someone who we haven't seen yet, but for for the time being yeah, Cody Rhodes still holding the TNT championship, especially since Brody Lee was just a placeholder for when he was gone. Yeah, I feel like he's going to retain that title. There's no way that he's losing it to Darby, who has done nothing, really, as as of late. So, eh, who knows? Cody, Cody having the title is the way I'm going to see it go. I think Darby's in my gonna, rambling. I think Darby's going to take it. To be honest with you, I mean, it's funny because I think I seen for the first time. I've maybe I've seen it one or two other times, maybe, but I don't really remember seeing it. And shout out to the Ooh, working that, man. That, that, that was a healthy beer crack there. I put it right up to the microphone. Shout out to the working <laughs> man. Happy Friday! It's Friday. Let's party and drink some beer. Um, 
I, I seen Cody's a favorite here, and I really think it's Darby Allen's time. I, I don't know. I mean, it's funny because Cody's stuck in this spot where he can't challenge for the world title, and they put him into that shoe, and I, I don't really understand, like, are we trying to make that pay off someday down the road, like in, in four or five years? I mean, let's put a time clock on that. How impatient is AEW? Talking about patience in this episode earlier is how long is that going to last, right? And as we're talking about Cody Rhodes and this championship, I, I think he can go back and forth and just, like he continues to make people and win and lose this championship. That would be interesting. But the well of where you can no longer champ. Uh, you know challenge for a championship excuse me let's slide on over to FTR taking on the Young Bucks who went to that well and said if we don't win or if we lose now there's escape there, there, there's a hole in the plot here mm-hmm. if we lose we can't challenge so you know they could win by disqualification still be able to challenge FTR keeps the belts. Personally, that's what I'm calling for. But how do you think this ma- this match is going to go considering one half of the Young Bucks is experiencing a little bit of knee trouble? Yeah. I do. Which one was it? Matt, I believe, Matt. is it's the Matt. one that's injured? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's MJ. So it's interesting that you bring up this match when there's another match that actually could influence this. And I think you know which match I'm talking about. I do, where... but I but I wanted the transition of going to that well. Like we talked about, Cody can't. Yeah, he can't. You know what I mean? Like I need it where he can't really, challenge for the world title. Do you really think that in this company they're going to have Cody not be able to challenge for the world title and the Young Bucks not be able to challenge for the tag titles? That just seems pretty fucking stupid. Like you're really tying one hand behind your back for no fucking reason. I'm not disagreeing. Co- Cody not going for the world title. That's fair quote-unquote i'm I'm using that loosely where i'm like it's fair since everyone knows he's the person in charge so why would he have the the massive title there's no reason that he should but with the young bucks you know they always brag and boast that they're the best tag team in on the world in the entire galaxy even listen let me let me let me paraphrase this a little bit better. The problem is not them not being able to have said titles. The problem is they can't even challenge for said challenge titles. Priorities. Right. So that could, that creates even more of a problem. So it's even harder to put those people going on into higher spots. Which I'm not disagreeing. Where I see this being the shenanigans kind of finish. Where it's the Young Bucks won't lose they won't lose at all. They'll, they'll win via DQ. Because another match that's going to happen between the hungman Adam Page and Kenny Omega... Do you Did you just say this was shenanigans? Yes, I did say that was shenanigans. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them In the next... not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. <clears throat> Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No! You're talking about shenanigans, right? Put those away! 
Yes, thank you. I couldn't resist. It took me a second, but yeah, oh, we we, we had to go there. A good Super Troopers reference. Yeah. Evil shenanigans. Hey, Farva. But uh, go ahead, carry on. <laughs> Leader of Cola. Yeah, right. I need I need a cheeseburger for a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? We're in the second. We're in a second one. It's like, yeah, I'd like a soda. Uh, how big would you like that? Uh, what's the biggest you got? A liter. I like Canada. <laughs> but no, I see the Young Bucks winning via disqualification. I'm not saying the word so I don't get pistol whipped later. But <laughs> but FTR keeps the titles. The Young Bucks win because either Adam Page or Kenny Omega gets frustrated with them. Is how I see... I said frustrated, and that made me think of another film of theirs with Beer Fest. Oh, Das Boot. Das Boot. Frustrated. Frustrated. Ah, is that, God. Is that the one with the mustache rides? Uh, no, that's the one where the, the evil Germans were trying to get their, res- their granddad's recipe. What's mustache rides from? Is that I think Super Mustache Troopers? Ride is from, I think that's from Super Troopers. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So, like I said, Young Bucks win, FTR retain, because of the Eliminator tournament final match that they have between Paige and Omega. Which, do, do we want to delve into that one? No, I or... want to save that for last. Because... Okay. Because it's pretty obvious there's no way Eddie Kingston's going to win this AEW championship. Do you not agree with that? I, I, I want to start there. I want to start with your thoughts on Eddie Kingston. Like, yes, he's really good on the mic. But no, if you're... Like, I'm not trying to badmouth Eddie Kingston either. But if I'm AEW and I'm trying to be a competitor to WWE or even NXT... I am not having a pay-per-view that is sold by my former WWE guy going up against Eddie Kingston, who looks like a guy that got pulled out of a bar and put into like some weird wrestling gear when he's in the ring. Like I, I'm not yeah. bad-mouthing Eddie Kingston. I'm just saying it's not a good look for AEW. I'm not disagreeing, because... Eddie Kingston, when I slowly started getting back into Impact, he was good on the mic when he was in the DCC, talking all that, and did a bunch of the crazy spots. As Andrew and I like to jokingly call him Eddie Two Chairs because of the spot that he took where it was a suplex on... You know how usually the two chairs are supposed to be the seats facing and you take the suplex that way? Yeah, he took it the opposite direction where he went onto the, the brace instead. On the on the little cushion. Um, so for AEW World Champion, I don't think Eddie Kingston wins it this way. For maybe ECW or CZW, yeah, sure. Honestly, like the way they were they're selling and 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 the way it is actually like Eddie Kingston with. Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. I don't understand why they couldn't have just gone there and had him try to manage one of the two of them to beating Moxley. Like, 
okay, well, you beat the one or you didn't beat the one. Now you got to face the other and went back and forth. Like that would have been a really intriguing storyline. But because they're they're going into the WCW well, where it was we have too many factions. That, that that's the issue that I have with that. There's too many factions. You got the inner circle. You have the elite. You have uh, Kingston with Pentagon and Phoenix. Pac came back, so there might be a little bit of friction there because they had the uh, Death Triangle. You have the Dark Order. You have the Dark Order. You have Orange Cassidy with the best friends. The best friends. Well, that's more of a trio. I mean, you'd have to get the four. I think you're not a faction until you're four. I mean, that's fair. But, like, there's there's a good amount of them, and they're not really stopping, in all honesty. And then the stuff that you might hear with FTR, since they have Tully, there might be another person to make, like, the new Four Horsemen, basically. So, even then... I know that's rumor, that's, that's speculative, but... The even new, then, that's... The new anything has never worked. Tell me one well the aware. new has worked. Uh, the new rock, no. The new midnight, no. Hey, I got one for the new the new world the new, order. The new day, the new world order, and the, and the, and new, the day. new day. That's it. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but they were still not new. I mean, they were very new. I mean, they weren't retreaded. All right, <laughs> don't tread on me. Anyway, hold on. Let me pull this all together. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I wanted to save this for last because we're pretty damn certain that John Moxley is going to be the one, you know, uh, winning that match for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, this is like a played out thing. This is really good, actually. To me, this is like the best storyline. To me, Hangman Page is the most appealing non-WWE guy not in Japan that WWE would want I think I think Hangman Page would do well in WWE to be honest with you do you see uh, this the time for Kenny Omega to challenge because I think one of these two guys are going to take the belt from Moxley to be honest with you or do you see as a way to get Hangman Page over I firmly believe that Hangman Page should have been the first AEW champion See, I'm only going to disagree with you on there because if you're an upstarting company, wouldn't you rather have the name as your first champion rather than someone that, yeah, everyone knows and loves, but Jericho's still a name. If you say Chris Jericho, people are either going to think WWE, if they're fans like I were or they really, really paid attention to wrestling, WCW or ECW, or Fozzie. Like... I don't know how many times I have to hear Judas or Painless on the radio. Here's what I would have done is I would have had Paige beat Jericho to be the inaugural champion. Then come back that next week and say, I'm invoking my, uh, you know, or or I'm I'm, going to, in some kind of way that was wrong and have some kind of person from the front office come out and say well you get a rematch and then they put AEW the second episode of AEW out there where Jericho wins it back and then Paige wins it back again so that it happens there and then let Jericho have his title run down the line I mean the fact that he would have his name on I'm just saying you want to put his name on it in the origins to get it out there 
at the same time there's no bigger way to get one of your guys over than have him to be the original there will only there, jericho isn't better off for being the original champion it doesn't mean anything right it would have meant something for hangman to be that person i'm i'm not disagreeing on that but jericho like i said is the name and if they were to have it so it was passed back and forth it would kind of make the title a little like really they're just gonna pass the title back and forth because you know hangman would look better with the title or jericho would no look but it happens really it happens really quick in the inception and then you have a sustained championship yes but then people wouldn't pay attention to AEW. no where it would be like oh they're so. just gonna i think that creates interest right away i, I mean it was gonna happen either way people are gonna continue to watch either way but if like oh my god this is already happening and then and then you get the sustain then you get the yeah. plateau the consistency the drive the upward push mm. i'm not 100 you're talking about pushing the belt and i'm talking about pushing the guy well pushing the guy yes that makes sense pushing the belt because you don't want to have the world championship be like, okay, it's there. Like, you just shrug. Like, it's not like... The belt like, is think only... Think of it this way with, like, the... the, the with... Their belts is only as good as the guy. And there's no status quo... There was no status quo established already for the sustainment of an AEW champion. Why couldn't there be a brand new company with brand new people working together and brand new people wrestling each other that could have went back and forth to begin that? The main thing is the main reason as to why is because if people weren't paying attention to wrestling really or like they had like a little bit of a radar or they knew a name even if it's like oh yeah we know adam page from the uh being the elite and all that and and we like him because he's like energetic and uh, and uh, charismatic and whatnot that's all well and good but if people haven't really been paying attention to wrestling because they're not they don't like what wwe's been doing or they like quit it a few years ago and you hear, hey, Chris Jericho is the champion of this brand new company that came out. People know who Chris Jericho is. People will go and it's like, oh, wow, he's the world champion. And then they might like be invested into more that might happen. I understand where you're coming from. But to me, I'm saying they already were invested because he was already involved in this main event and establishment of a new champion of a new company. Which fair i know where you're coming from with that all right all right i think we've exhausted full <laughs> gear uh all right so you're awesome. are, would you like to see adam page or kenny omega be the one to take the belt off of john moxley i would like to see page actually be the one to take it off Bring of the moxley. Bell. i love i like i, I kind of like it i uh, no, i would like to see page do it because I want him to be that established champion, but again, I think that ties back to the world title match where it's Hangman might become more of an asshole and he might become that heel. Let's and put join it th- FDR and Tully. Let's put it this way, and that's fine, betting-wise, as two people that follow a lot of wrestling that's going on, I would bet that they want to have a John Moxley-Kenny Omega program so if I had to bet on a winner, I would bet on Omega. I want Paige. I'll be rooting for him. But would you also be saying that Omega's going to win this? 
I, I would also agree. If, if I had money on it, I would be like, well, Omega is the more popular name. Everyone knows who Kenny Omega is because of New Japan, so... And I'll just wrap this up like this. I, As much as I shit on, on Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever the fuck you want to call him, he's one of the best. He really is. I wish he would deter a little bit from where he is and kind of twist his character a little bit more, but... Him versus Kenny Omega is really a dream match, honestly. Yeah, I'm not denying that. Where Now, when they say a future AEW world title opportunity, are they saying the next pay-per-view or the next Dynamite, or can they cash it in whenever? That's a great because question. Because it, be kind... it would be really nice to have it at, like, double or nothing, or, like, the next major pay-per-view that they have because we all know Double or Nothing uh, All In which they just had recently How many future, All Out sorry and how many future title shots are going around right now between WWE and New Japan and now um, AEW I mean Impact does that at some point but like it's, mm-hmm. it's just it's just like a status quo now in the industry yeah where you know you have the money in the bank for WWE where it's, you know, hey, I get to cash in whenever I feel like or in whatever. Uh, Impact has their call your shot gauntlet where Rhino won that. So he already said that he's going to challenge for the tag team titles when Heath is better. So there's going to be a tag title match with Rhino and Heath versus possibly the North. And so you have like you have the call your shot stuff all the time or the G1 where, you know, the briefcase is defended until Wrestle Kingdom, but whoever has that briefcase has the main ev- has the main event spot at Wrestle Kingdom for the world title. I, I Unless think, you're Naito, which you get screwed over by a pole. And and that's kind of what I meant at some point because Rhino is waiting for Heath to come back, not like Otis and Tucker. But we also talked about it. Oh, on, yeah, yeah, Tucker. Uh, we talked about it on <laughs> PIW. Um, you know, no one has ever won the G1 and not challenged for the title at Wrestle Kingdom. I want to get your thoughts on, it, it, do you think there's a chance that Ibushi's not going to be the one, regardless of whether it's Naito or Evil, challenging for that title at Wrestle Kingdom? I mean, I wouldn't. I would love to see someone actually lose the briefcase, the opportunity to be that person. Like, maybe maybe Jay White beats Ibushi, and, you know, Ibushi has his nice little golden star briefcase, and then Jay White just, like, spray pants over, and it's like, no, nah, it's black now, it's the Switch Blade, or I think he's called the Switch King, or the King Blade, and King Switch, I think his name is. I don't remember off the top of my head. Now I'm, you're talking to the wrong blast to talk about Japan. But you, I could see that happening where, you know, maybe Koda gets the, the, the dull end and then he goes more and more into that dark Ibushi where he's going to murder people. I don't know if you've seen any of Ibushi's matches where he, like, suddenly becomes the major bad guy in, like, a video game where it's like, hey, I beat the final boss! Why is there a second health bar? Why is, like, the music now in Latin? Fuck! Because that's what Ibushi does whenever he gets into that serious mode. <laughs> he gets that second health bar, and he's gonna dismantle you. 
All right, folks, had to tie it in there a little bit. Big weekend, New Japan Power Struggle, AEW Full Gear. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk a little UWN. AJ Belaz is, he's like Keith Lee in his involvement on covering wrestling for the chair shot. He's limitless. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'm sorry, I missed that last thing, Chris. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Thanks for the clarification. Uh, so yeah, UWN, since NWA is still on their little hiatus, you know, taking a seat back. If you don't know what UWN is, basically the, the little the little announcer guy that you know from NWA, David Marquez, he has his own little thing that he was doing with uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood and now with the backing of NWA. We're seeing a bunch of matches from the West Coast. You might see them even on something that I know will be happening recently, especially since Episode 1 had the Navajo Warrior, so you might see them at the Nav 30 from uh, good old Greg DeMarco. I know he's been promoting that heavily, so I think that's later on in the month. I'm not 100% sure when exactly. Who knows, maybe you might even see me review that. Depending on how many people in UWN are in it. I'm doing the nipple dance. <laughs> but yeah, with UWN, they're uh, they're going pretty strong. Like I said before, NWA is also helping them. So I know uh, this Tuesday they've been continuing on with their tournament for their inaugural world's champion. They had to do a little bit of substitutions, a little bit of mix and matching because there was supposed to be big names like uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Uh, he was supposed to go up against uh, who the hell was he supposed to go up against again? I think he was supposed to go up against Mike Bennett. Bennett's still in it. Um, you got guys like Fred Rosser who was originally Darren Young still in it. Eric Redbeard Rowan. And uh, since you know, some of the things have to be missed in match. You got a new match going on from UWN for the tournament spot. Sean Davari faced Rocky Romero. So they've been doing pretty well. I'm not going to deny that at all. And as we talked about before with uh, NWA and AEW kind of sort of having a partnership since, you know, the NWA Women's Championship has been defended a few times as such last week Serena D beat Thunder Rosa for the NWA World Cha uh, World Women's Championship we had Peter Avalon actually on the on the tournament bracket facing up against Chris Dickinson so, again, UWN if you want to see some new faces maybe some old faces that you haven't really seen as of late like I said, Mike Bennett, uh, Fred Rosser, Darren Young. I know he's been doing some New Japan Strong stuff. Eric Redbeard. Leo Rush was on this last episode of uh, Primetime Live for UWN. So 
there's a lot of people that you could see that you haven't seen in quite some time. Who would you personally like to see become that inaugural champion? Who would I like to see? <sighs> or, or why don't you lay it out there for people on, on who they think could be and who you would like to see? Who it could be? I know that Mike Bennett's doing a whole redemption thing since he faced Nick Aldis for the NWA Worlds Championship. And, you know, he didn't tap out. He didn't get pinned. He passed out to the Texas Cloverleaf or the Queensland Cloverleaf as a good old Nick Aldis calls it. So, again, I would like to see Bennett win it. Another person who could win it is uh, good old Chris Dickinson. Because he's trying to find a bunch of people that can actually give him that challenge, actually face off against him. Because he's been basically mowing down every single person he's been facing. He mowed down so many different stars on the West Coast. And like I said before, in the first round, he faced Peter Avalon, which we all kind of know from Dark. He's not really, you know, one of the bigger names. He's a big name for championship wrestling in Hollywood, but not so much anywhere else. So... I, I could see the matchup being Chris Dickinson facing Mike Bennett to become the inaugural United Wrestling Network world champion. Any last thoughts here on UWN and what their future could hold? I mean, like, what kind of grasp they could get on the wrestling community? Well, they can they can do a lot of different things here. I mean, that's not even me trying to be like, hey, go watch the show or, or read my articles on thechairshot.com every yeah, but, yeah, read Wednesday. <laughs> if you're not going to watch but, it, at least read the articles. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you can see a lot of different people that you see, maybe some new faces that you haven't seen really. Uh, I mean, I know last week they had uh, Heather Monroe and Miranda Alizé, where Alizé's a real, like, she's basically like Lita, to put it in kind of a perspective, where she learned the lucha craft, she has her own way of doing things. She might be a little dirty when she wrestles she might bite she might kick pull hair whatever but it's mainly to see like the people that you know the name of but there might be a guy that you might not know of and you might become a fan of him like i became a fan of chris dickinson i haven't really watched his work i know he was in czw a couple of times doing some hardcore stuff but i go Go watch Primetime Live every uh, every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern on uh, on the Fight Network. Hopefully it doesn't fight me this time, no pun intended, because the NWA Tag Team titles are going to be on the line. Good old Eli Drake and James Storm will defend against Aaron Stevens. Everyone probably knows him better as uh, good old Damian Sandow in the question mark. So go check that out on Tuesdays and my stuff on Wednesdays. And like you said, if you can't or you you don't have time or you don't have access, you know, Wednesdays right there on thechairshot.com, AJ's got you covered. We'll be right back, folks. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, DWI podcast uh, number 252 right there for you in your ear holes. 
My ear balls. Yeah, my ear balls. This, this penny tastes like grandma. All right, let's talk a little WWE. Random WWE thoughts. Go ahead. I mean, kick kick us off. Uh, I mean, I don't really have, like... Other than Retribution not being that much of a serious factor, I have nothing negative, especially storyline-wise. They've been doing a great job. Randy finally getting that 14th title, in my opinion, was a great idea. I'm not saying Drew's bad. I'm just saying that was a good idea because then you can have more built out of it. Maybe Drew gets pissed off, kicks his at, kicks his arse Earth. in TLC. Yars. Yes, yes, the arse. A good old Scottish way. Uh, you might have... I think the big speculation here, especially since Survivor Series is looming around the corner in a few weeks, as has been mentioned a bunch of times from WWE, 30 years ago, there was a certain man that came in, dark, ominous figure, he was supposed to have a first name, but they gave it to uh, his brother, talking of course the undertaker having his 30th anniversary since his debut in wwe for survivor series what do you think is going to be happening with that because i'll i'll, I'll just start and i'll say they're just going to announce him to go into the hall of fame like i don't think he's going to wrestle again i think he's happy with what he did with aj i think he's done i think this is the announcement for him to go into the hall of fame regardless of whether or not there's fans is something that they can hang their hat on uh with with assurance it's something that's guaranteed for wrestlemania then and i think it's the perfect time i i really don't see him wrestling here i know that there's rumors out here that he might i mean maybe he'll have a choke slam on somebody or something maybe i i wish they wouldn't even do that but i think this should just be the announcement of his induction into the hall of fame we've already seen mark calloway on the wwe network I'm not disagreeing. I would I would rather this just be, you know, since this year's Hall of Fame got halted due to COVID and whatnot, you know, we're just going to add a new entrant into the Hall of Fame for next year being The Undertaker, and that's it. We just have the ta- – we have take well, – it's, it's a perfect time to do that too, right? Like just to have him be a, the, the, the only solo entrant into the Hall of Fame. Like that's an, that's perfect. That's a great way to honor him. Yeah. I don't think he's the only solo. I think Andre was solo, but the pedantics. But hey, I'm supposed to keep my facts straight. I'm supposed to be phenomenal funky with the facts. Come on, it's in the alliteration on the nose, even though we're not going to have it this week because it's only me and you, just the two of us. Just the two of us. I think we're making it, (laughs) but we're trying. We're trying here. But uh, having him just as, like, yeah, we're going to announce him. He's going into the Hall of Fame as well if they're going to do the entire ceremony with the 2020 Hall of Fame class members. I don't want him to do a match or a choke slam or anything like that. I want him to just be like, all right, well, 30 years ago I've been taking souls and I don't even want to hear him say that. Because that was a cheesy line. Ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're trying to say is you would rather have him out there 
telling everybody how much he appreciates the fans and the business as Mark Calloway instead of The Undertaker. Correct. And then maybe you might hear No Chance playing after he's, he gives his fan appreciation saying thank you for all the years and all that. Who knows, maybe he might even bring a motorcycle down. But then we hear Vince's theme go and it's like, Nah, there's there, there's one more thing that we're gonna do here. You gotta wrestle me at WrestleMania, otherwise you can't retire. <laughs> God, holy shit! Vince and the Undertaker's last match together, WrestleMania 2021, coming to you the last weekend of March. No, you're are you are you okay? Are you having a migraine? Hey, Re- Re- WrestleMania 37, Taker versus Vince. Apparently, God no. I, I would rather. Granted, he said he retired, but if for whatever ungodly reason he has another match and it is like his legit final ultimate, this is it, no jokes, he's no takesy backsies match, I'd rather him face Kane, in all honesty. That just makes sense. DWI podcast number 252, no takesies backsies. I, I think it should be called impatience as a virtue with all of the things that we've been saying. Ah. I still have preference to high MAJ. <laughs> Again, I'll just get that sticker and I'll just say it the entire time. Afterward, get a little plank board that says days of accident over the accident. Days of Tunny calling me Andrew. Oh, man. it's We're at zero again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> zero. All right. Been hearing it for 24 years, and it's not gonna stop. Uh, you know, I don't mean it. You know, you know, it, it's know just something don't. that's literally like on your forehead as I'm looking at you. Um, why don't you give me the last WWE thoughts moving forward and what you'd like to see happen at Survivor Series before we move on? Uh, what I'd like to see in Survivor Series: the full USO takeover of SmackDown, or Samoan takeover. Because Jay already dipped into the dark side on SmackDown last week. Maybe we might see Jimmy go there, maybe as like a mouthpiece. And it's like, but we don't need Heyman. Heyman, nah. He, he He's just a figurehead, that's all. We all know who the real chief is. We all know who can talk. We all know who owns the mic. Well, everybody's got a lawyer. You're just saying that because he's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> You can't even dispute that. That's the worst part. Are you mad? No. <laughs> DWI podcast number two fifty two. Are you mad? <laughs> it's right. spelled R U mad. Like I, the letter R, the letter U, mad question mark. Wow. I think that's a great way to wrap up that topic. We'll be right back with the last call. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. 
It's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am changing the culture from wrestling culture to the culture of the NFL. We will have those fantasy football picks up Sunday before the games start. But for now, myself and the one and only AJ Belaz are going to run down the Sunday games and pick winners according to the point spread. Packers, good victory last night. I fully appreciate that. I'm glad they got a little bit of a break here, a mini buy since they had an early buy. Your thoughts last night on the Packers? I mean, a team they should beat. They did it. Yeah, I mean, you're you were playing against the Niners' like third string team. Short week though, and had to travel like literally across the country. I mean, that, that's nothing. I mean, I'm not I'm not throwing that out there as an <laughs> apologist or a fan, but that's that's difficult for any team. No, that is. I'm not. I'm not denying that. You know, they had a short week. They went from Sunday to Thursday. I'm. I understand that. But I'm just saying, y- you still faced Nick Mullins, no George Kittle, like like no major threat. I'm not discrediting the Packers, but I'm just saying. All right. All right. If if you didn't win that, I would have yelled at you. All right, Skip Bayless. Let's move on. Let's run down these games. I'm going to introduce the game and give a brief take, and then I want you to do the same, and that's how we're going to get through this. We're not going to the Monday night game. Uh, the New England Patriots with the New York Jets. I think we both think New England should be well enough to handle that game where the Jets are not trying to win. Uh, Denver going to Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta at home. I think they have too many weapons for Denver, even though Denver had a good win last week. They did have a good win. I'm actually going to say Denver wins this one, and I'm not just saying that because the Falcons are in my division. I'm just saying Drew Locke really lit it up against uh, the Chargers, which you know are just basically the Falcons' light, especially with that throw that the Chargers had of that point spread that they had. So I think the Broncos might actually pull it out against the Falcons there. The Seahawks heading to Buffalo, uh, another cross-country thing as we talked about. Two teams that are looking to be very good. I mean, there may be more question marks on the Buffalo side, but can Josh Allen and those Buffalo Bills hold court at home against the Seattle Seahawks? I don't know. If I'm a betting man, I'm giving the three points and taking Seattle. Yeah, I'm in the same boat there. Like, I, I like what the Bills are doing. I like everything that they're you know, they're actually dominant. They're really good when they want to be good. If you know what I mean by that. Where the offense is good, Josh Allen, you know, he can scramble, he can run out of the pocket. Hell, he can even run it in for a touchdown. It's still Russell Wilson. It's still DJ Metcalf. It's still, or DK Metcalf. Sorry. But you still have that dominant offense of Seattle that just eclipses Buffalo. So I think Seattle still wins it on this one. The Ravens heading to Indianapolis to face the Colts. 
I don't see the Ravens losing this game. Yes, they lost to the Steelers. Yes, they lost to the Chiefs. But those are probably the two best teams in the NFL. So Indy's been a little bit inconsistent, even though they have had a winning season. I like the Ravens on the road. I'm going to say the team that was a Baltimore team. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to. Yeah, that's right. I I went with the old reference with the Baltimore Colts. No, I I think the Ravens win this as well. As much as Indy's doing a great job, regardless that their division is basically eating paint chips off of the wall minus the Titans, I, I still think that the Ravens win this one just out of pure dominance. Speaking of said AFC South, Houston versus Jacksonville, I don't really care. Do you? Nope. (laughs) All right. Carolina taking on Kansas City in Kansas City. I'm pretty sure we both got Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah, let's slide on over. We got Detroit at Minnesota. It doesn't necessarily mean a lot, but I think Minnesota is a way better team than they have been according to their record. They just – injuries and – running into bad situations have hurt them this year. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm also going to go with the Vikings because I think because as jokingly as it is for you hearing the news, it's always on SportsCenter. For me, it's always on the NFL Network because I love me some football. And I think a little birdie said that Matt Stafford might not be 100%. He might not even play that week. And Galladay's out. So, and, yeah, Kenny Galladay's out. So, honestly, it's on the Stafford thing. Because, again, I'm not saying Galladay's bad. I'm not saying anyone else on that team is bad, especially TJ Hawkinson winning against the Falcons, basically, on that last drive when Gurley accidentally went in for a touchdown. I'm saying... Matt Stafford's the glue that holds the Lions together. And without Matt Stafford, without that glue, you're going to lose. Bears at Titans. I think Titans are a very much well-rounded team and well-coached enough to take care of the Chicago Bears. This one's a toss-up for me. Only because the Bears' defense... Uh, you know, the Bears' defense is looking a lot like them 85 Bears, you know? They're, they're really the dominant, especially with especially with that there Khalil Mack doing uh, doing some damage. Nah, I'm, I'm only joking. I know you would get a kick out of that one. <laughs> but, uh, again, like the it depends if Nick Full shows up. I'm going to say the Titans, but that that's close. You know that for a fact. Giants and the Washington football team, I don't think we care. Raiders and the Chargers, I don't think we care. Miami should lose to Arizona. I understand Tua's there, but the Cardinals, if they want to do anything, they need to win that game at home, especially coming off of of one of their better victories taking care of um, uh, Seattle. Yeah, and again, I'm not trying to sound hyper biased on this but I don't want the I have nothing wrong with Tua I really don't out of all the Florida teams yes Miami is my least favorite obviously 
but Fitzpatrick did such a good job helming that team. I'm not trying to be biased, and it's like, ho, 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 Fitz magic, you know. But... Ho, 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 it's Fitz magic, you know. You know. The feeling is so, you got Fitz magic. You yeah, can, you we're... can go. <laughs> He's continuing, everybody. No, I said you can go. Huh? You can go. But, oh, oh. you know, the... <sighs> still, still go. Are you, you, no more lyrics? Go. <laughs> but I I, feel, I kind of feel bad for Fitzpatrick. You know, he was doing a great job, actually, being the Dolphins' leading man. I know that Tua was going to be the future of Miami, but when Fitz was doing a good job, why, why pull that out? Why... Uh, I'm, it, it, it's like the it's like the Rays, you know. Why'd you take out Snell? Why? <laughs> yeah. So I have the cards winning that one, but like, come, come on. <laughs> I hear that. All right, Pittsburgh should take care of Dallas. We don't even need to talk about that. Why don't you expound upon your thoughts? The Sunday night game, your Bucks. With one of their toughest matchups of the year, taking on the Saints and possibly having Michael Thomas back in that lineup, full, full out Saints team. Hey, there might be a full out Saints team with Michael Thomas there, but Antonio Brown's going to be eligible this week. That's what I'm going to say on that one. I we don't know how good Antonio Brown is, but if he's even a, a modicum of what he was I still think the Bucks win that I'm not even throwing bias out there you I think it's Godwin's hurt still I think he went through something I don't know what he's still day by day who knows but now that you have another speedster in Antonio Brown you know Brady loves him I believe all the reports say that Antonio Brown's actually living with Brady to make sure that he is a better teammate, that he's not going to be that toxic player, that the cancer in the in the team locker room, it, trying to better himself. And I think that's what actually is going to bring the Bucks, the win, the the split that the, as you would against the Saints since they lost in Week One. All right, I can appreciate that. Uh, I, I think that Tampa Bay is, is a very much more stable team and, and on the up and up more than New Orleans, so I, I would also go with the Bucks here. It's been an interesting NFL year. I know we've had a lot of teams shut down their facilities this week, even more so than has happened in the beginning stages of this. We're, we're in the middle of the season right now. Like Week 9 is the dead set middle week of the season, being 17 weeks, right? So... It's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward with all these corona cases rising up, games not being canceled. I know the Niners and the Packers played a game last night where we had a bunch of cases as well. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting what happens with the NFL and NCAA moving forward. Um, any last thoughts this week, AJ, on this on this 252nd edition of the podcast known as DWI? Shout out to DPP. Uh, before we go to the home stretch here and uh, we love you brother and uh, he'll be back uh, sooner than later he's uh, he's out on assignment right now 
Yep, yep, fingers crossed that, you know, everything's all well and good for him. Uh, the last thoughts, not really anything. I mean, we got we got full gear to look forward to. I know I'm looking forward to UWN going on with their uh, semifinals. I believe I could be wrong on how the bracket's going to go, but I think it's Chris Dickinson and uh, I want to say it's Fred Rosser going to face off to see who will go on for the championship against Sean Devari and Mike Bennett. So I know I'm looking forward to UWN. I know I'm looking forward to see what the news is for WWE, especially with Survivor Series, that giant rumor of Undertaker having Taker's 30th anniversary. Who knows what will go on there? But other than that, you can find me on the Twitter at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. And you can also find all of my articles, like I said, UWN, from time to time, you might see me throw a little bit more WWE, maybe some AEW. You might see a lot different things out of me on thechairshot.com. Sonny, where can they find you at? Well, you can find me at PC Tony and everything that's going on there. Three Men Weave, Pod is War, right here, DWI Podcast. Make sure you head on over to thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. If you're a fan of any of those things, there's there there's something there for you. Just use your head. Uh, shout out to Bandwagon Nerds. If you're if you're a Star Wars fan or you're watching the series, Mandalorian uh, episode two is excellent. Uh, DPP, find him at it's me DPP. Make sure you check out a winner is you. I'm not sure what that schedule is going to be like, but all those things are out there right there at thechairshot.com, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot aj we did it again it's been episode 252 of the podcast known as d d w just the two of us brings a tear to my eye what are you drinking wine now jesus christ yeah good for you we'll see you next week What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.